Hey everyone, it's uh, one of the hosts, Andrew Kubitz, uh, with a quick PSA. Uh, this was recorded about a week prior to release, so this is being released on March 23rd. It was recorded on Tuesday the 17th. So, we obviously talk about COVID-19 and give our thoughts. That is obviously outdated now, as things are rapidly changing with the virus and the world that uh, we are in now. So please... Just enjoy it as a conversation uh, at the time with the information available. Understand that a lot of what is said is maybe more leaning towards the joking side of things and not necessarily our hardcore opinion. Um, and please be safe out there. Stay inside while we can, and we can get through this as fast as we can. Cheers, everybody. Hope you enjoy the episode. Apparently, millennials as a generation, which is a group of people who were born approximately uh, 1984 and after, um, uh, are tough to manage and they're accused of being entitled and narcissistic, self-interested, unfocused, lazy. But entitled is the big one. Surprise, motherfucker. What's going on, everybody? Episode 23 of the Casual Millennials Podcast in quarantine, self-isolation. I'm joined virtually by Eric Hess, my co-host. How are we doing, Eric? You surviving? I'm surviving. I'm alive. Uh, made my first trip to a, a grocery store recently with all this craziness yesterday. And it was as crazy as, I mean, the media's putting out to be. There was no type of sanitation products or toilet paper, but that's okay. I already have that stuff. Yeah, it's very interesting. I went uh, last Friday. I went. It wasn't terrible. I mean, it was busy. Right. And it's the pick and save. Um, if you live in downtown Milwaukee or Ben, it's the pick and save over like at East Point Commons. And uh, so it's a small building as it is. I'm packed in there. And it's like I was kind of laughing. I wasn't taking it as seriously at the time. It was like this is exactly what we shouldn't be doing. But anybody, everybody's doing it anyway. Um, yeah, so I got about a week's worth of food. So I'll probably have to make a trip back <laughs> this Friday. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so I thought uh, cool. Coronavirus is going on, COVID-19. Um, I thought it was uh, fun. We should get, I thought we should get on the podcast. And so there's not much else to do um, from outside of obviously work. It's 5.17, so my workday is over. Um, I'm working from home uh, probably indefinitely, pretty soon. So you work whenever. Um, but for everybody else that may be not be working, let's get some content out for you guys. So uh, And people may never heard of us. So... I thought it would be kind of funny to open this up, and I feel like I have a, uh, uh, an idea of how this question is going to get answered by you, but let's see. How long would you actually survive if shit went down and like we had to really bunker down, maybe, or, or just go out, go out guns blazing? Not long, man. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the type of person who doesn't like being home as it is. Like, I... You know, I, I can work whenever I work from home a lot of the times, but I try not to. I try to go into my office just because I don't like being, you know, I don't like being home. So uh, not that long, man. How about you? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I would survive, like, especially if it was like a legit world setting situation. Like, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to make it as long as I can. Or if they were literally like, if you go outside, you're going to die. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to be in here. Uh, I, this is day two of me not leaving my house. Um, so I've made it what, I don't know, like 30-something hours, 
And like, I've already got like an in-home workout. Like it could go one of two ways. It could either, I could just go off the rails and I just be drunk all the time, but I can't, I just <laughs> or two, like I'm going to be a full jail cell. Like I got a routine. I'm working out in my house. I'm trying to do all this stuff. Like come out shredded six pack hot guy summer 2020. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm looking for. But I think I could survive it. And if there was like a zombie apocalypse, I'm shooting myself day one. I'm not dealing with that BS. Like, not dealing with yeah, that'd be that'd be bad. So I'm assuming your jujitsu gym is closed. Mm-mm. No. Is it going Mm-mm. to be? I, I'm I'm not going to comment on the legality okay. of whether or not they should close. But I will say, Tony <laughs> Evers just said that they banned like everybody under any event under 50 people and that it can be enforced by law by a $250 fine or 30 days in jail, which Uh rubs me the wrong way in the fact that I don't know if the government should really be able to control that, I guess that much, I guess it is public health and safety. So I guess they can use the police force to enforce it, but it's very, it's an interesting concept to really know that government controls basically anything you do. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man. They can do anything they want. <laughs> well, what do you think, since it was around the topic, what do you think about all the millennials still going out and doing stuff? I don't know. But sooner or later, man, it's it's not responsible because, like, while it's not really that scary to us, like, we could be the holder of one of these things and attracting it to someone who is in high risk. You know, I mean, obviously, if someone's out, they're not worried either, but if you do have to like let's say go home or whatever visit a grandparent and you were out you know a week before and this doesn't always show signs right away so it's it's irresponsible for sure um even if you don't think it is a big deal it totally could be to someone else like you don't have a pre-existing health condition someone else does like i don't know you got to be smart about it if you are going to be doing that like just make sure you're not around those types of people i guess I, i really don't know yeah, I don't know how to do it. I feel like there's not enough information out there, or at least like valid information all in one place. Part of the thing that bugs me, and maybe a lot of people listening, I don't know, maybe you, but like to me, if you said or the government said like, hey, everybody stay in your house two weeks, we're going to have shit figured out after two weeks is done, we're good. Or if they even said six weeks, eight weeks, if they if they could give you a definitive timeline of like, all right, from here to here, we're gonna shut everything down, don't do anything, it's, it's we're gonna fix it, and then it'll be perfect. But it's like this indefinite, continuously changing timeline of like nobody can give me a straight answer. Like when you listen and the the podcast with Rogan, um, I believe it was late last week uh, that he had the uh, expert on infectious diseases was really interesting. Because you actually got to hear it from the perspective of someone who studies it all the time. And for him to go like, it's going to be like July, everything's going to be shut down. But I was hearing at the time, especially in America, like, yeah, two weeks maybe. Like now now we're hearing July from the president of the United States. So like it's... It's just all of that uh, maybe ambiguity that I just feel like nobody's nobody's shooting it straight at anything. Well, it's tough because... They can give you an answer, but that answer is probably going to be wrong. You know, like this with us kind of social social distancing, like we're going to we're, we're flattening the curve, but that makes it longer. So we're going to be into this longer because of this. While that might be good for the majority of people, like small business owners are going to get completely shit on because of it. Like there's people that are going to have to probably close their sh- like, like I'm for sure they're closing the doors now, but like maybe forever because of this. So, yeah, you're you might be helping so much. You're also hurting others. It's like where. 
I'm sure they're doing it, you know, doing it the right way, but like, where does that, that scale really fit here? And yes, to that point, and not to talk politics, but with a three, uh, $350 billion uh, bill on the floor of the government um, right now to basically stimulate, stimulate the economy um, by apparently giving checks to certain people directly, as well as helping the airline business and a bunch of other businesses um, and industries. I mean, good, but it's again, then $350 billion just down the shitter, which it is what it is. It's a time of national emergency. It is what it is, but I don't know. I keep looking at it like, yeah, this would be a really great story when it's all over. And I'm just trying to, to get through that. But we're going to be paying for this for years to come. Oh, hell yeah. And the tough part is, is, you know, it, it's serious. Maybe it is, you know, like quotes is serious. Well, like all, for all we know, this could be fucking awful. But for all we know, it could not be either. We just don't know yet. And that uncertainty, I think, is what's really freaking freaking people out. I mean, myself included, mm-hmm. because we do have to take it seriously. Because it, it really is a big deal. But like, we just don't know how serious yet. Or we don't know you know, if we're going to be the same as China was or Italy was. Or how, how that's all going to work out. So it's that's why it's tough to give those answers. And that's why it's tough to like really plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I keep always hearing like, oh, maybe, uh, we, we heard about it enough. We're preventing it. It'll be not as bad. It won't be as bad. I mean, there's 70 confirmed cases in Wisconsin now, um, majority in Milwaukee with 24, but like, again, this whole thing with the COVID-19, um, stuff, it's like, so first of all, I became less worried when I found out that this is just a type of virus that's already been known about. So like, it's nothing new. Everybody was like, it was made in a lab. Like, no, you can go figure that out. I was one of those people until I got educated. Um, <laughs> it's funny with all that Lysol can stuff. Like, coronavirus. Yeah. It's conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's that. Um, but what I was going to say is, is, like, not everybody's getting tested. Celebrities are getting tested without symptoms. Idris Elba just got tested and has coronavirus and doesn't have symptoms. But, like... I was at Potawatomi until 5 a.m. on Saturday night. Odds are I could potentially have coronavirus, COVID-19, and and I could be asymptomatic, like Donovan Mitchell. Um, you never know. So I think the, the, the numbers, uh, there's no way to prove out that it's real right now. So that also gives me hope of, like, it's really not that bad. Like, it's it's not. I mean, a lot of the thing, the thing that makes it as bad as it is is the fact that then it's happening all at once. So then hospitals get overwhelmed. That is the problem. So it's exactly. like, that's what they need to focus on, less like the symptoms of everything. Yeah, yeah, and you're totally right there. Like, that's what's actually bad about this is, you know, one, like the uncertainty of it, like I was kind of mentioning before, but if it does all happen at once, and that's why flattening the curve is the right play in their mind, and I'm not saying it's not, um, but if you have it all at one time, like hospitals are fucked. Like New York City right now is a shit show. Um, like there's other places, like other countries that were a shit show because of this. So we're trying to prevent that in the long run. Um, just really making sure that the hospitals don't get screwed by it. And that's, uh, it's interesting, you know, it's not, and it's, uh, your point again, like it's not that big of a deal to people like me and you, but to other people, it totally could be, or to hospital like nurses or doctors or people that can't treat these types of things. That's when it's a big deal. Like people are dying because it, because of it, but mm-hmm. People are dying from other things too at a lot higher of a rate. And something that's been really interesting to me is you know, I've been kind of following it. I don't know like how much other people are following, but I feel like on a pretty moderate uh, level. 
And people are talking about like a mortality rate of, you know, whatever it is, like 3%, 4%. Like that's, you really can't know those numbers and you really can't know those numbers with anything. But you to your point, like some people don't have symptoms. And if they don't have symptoms, they're not getting tested. And if they're not getting tested, they're not in these statistics. So your statistics are only including these at, you know, more at, more at high risk people or these people that do have bigger symptoms. Like there's, I heard a stat like a week ago that there's probably already a hundred thousand people in the U S that just don't fucking know about it. It's, I don't know. Like it is serious, but to me it's, and again, it's just me being healthy. Like it it is not the big deal to me, but to other people, absolutely. And that's the hardest thing is to really kind of put that in perspective and remind yourself of that. Like, for sure. I'm yeah, and I'm not gonna be the first. I'm not gonna say I'm not selfish. You know, I'm very, uh, I'm a pretty selfish person. So like, yeah, in my head, I'm like, I'm fine. Like that's why I went out this past weekend because I was like, I'm gonna go out to the bars. I knew today was gonna happen. I knew like the, everything was gonna get shut down. That's what was happening in countries. You could see the dominoes start to fall. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna enjoy friends that were willing to go out. I'm like, why don't we go out when we have a good time? And then, yeah, like, I'm not going to go around anybody for two weeks. I'm literally going to be at home. Like, I could potentially be a carrier. I'm not oh, sure. Uh, and then from there, like, that's life. Um, I'm curious to see. I read, I read an interesting article today I wanted to bring up that uh, was written by someone from MIT. I did not see the author's name. And they had modeled out that this will now affect the rest of our lives, basically that social distancing will become the new normal and that the rate at which coronavirus or COVID-19 um, becomes like hospital hospitalization. So like right now we're spiking. And then if we do all these preventative measures, people will we get better, better, better released. Everything will go away. Then all the preventative measures will be taken off. And then carriers who aren't aware of it will then go out again if, in theory, social distancing went away, we were all back together again, then hospitalizations will spike again. And then everything will go, hey, we can't do that again. And then they'll stop. Every precaution will be put back in place. And it'll happen over the course of basically the next 12 months. So I found that interesting because to me that, well, that, and then that affects the rest of your life. But to me, that doesn't, again, it's a model being now in finance more modeling has a lot of assumptions. So that means you're assuming that nobody finds a cure or a vaccine for it. They can't better learn or understand it or learn how to treat it or come up with like some sort of treatment that just fixes it or cures most of it. Right. So I think there's some of that where like, that is the hotbed of, I think what needs to happen right now. I think we'll see this for probably two months, June will roll around, things will start to ease up and then, people will get sick again. And then everybody that was almost to a, like a vaccine will then get back on it. Cause there's so much money riding on somebody finding a vaccine for this, that the, all of the incentive is there to just be working night and day on it. Yeah, definitely. No, you're totally right. And that's, it's assuming so many different things, you know, like maybe for all we know, last time I checked, like they don't know this for sure or not yet. Um, like for all we know, hot weather could just kill this thing completely off. Mm-mm. It's not. Mm-mm. Okay. So this, yeah, sorry, the Rogan podcast, he talked about that. He's like, yeah, okay, can't be with like a welding. You can't like blowtorch it off. Like, the jewel yeah, I, I don't know. There's just a lot of uncertainties when it comes to it. And it's, I really think that's what, for me, that's what scares me the most. Like, we really don't know. Like, anytime you ask someone about this or like see someone talking about it professionally, they, they walk around it, you know, they don't really answer a lot of things directly because 
they they really can't and that's mm. that's what scares me the most something that is cool though is hopefully you see other bigger businesses doing this like Mark facebook and mark zuckerberg they put up 100 million dollars of their own money to help small businesses out hopefully other people are going to start doing that too that do have the money amazon maybe you know columbia's like that like it makes sense for facebook though because they thrive off of small businesses whether it being you know them paying ads or whatever that is like that's really how they make money Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been an interesting um, economic, I don't know the word for it, but just kind of observing what's happening and how the economy is reacting to it. But then not only that, but then the type of different um, recommendations to remediate the situation are. And it's like, well, we could just in cash inject everything. Okay, well, that's great. If you give me like, I don't think I'd be a recipient of any sort of stimulus package, but even maybe you, because you technically are a small business owner, you could be encompassed in that, right? If they give you a check for five grand for two months worth of whatever it is, right? What are you going to do with it? Everything is closed. I can't even go on Amazon and buy anything because nobody's working. So to me, it's like, okay, that's a great idea, but you're not, like, I don't have anywhere to, to, to stimulate the economy. Yeah. Well, for small businesses, the two things that I saw that really, you know, they're pushing on it is one rent, like rent's not going to go away. Most of these businesses, small businesses, especially have rent expenses that they have to worry mm-hmm. about. And then operating costs, like you have, you know, whatever it is that you're paying for programming licenses, I like guess kind of stuff like that's not going to go away. Mm. Um, and so like, I think that's where they're coming from, from the small business point, not necessarily to buy anything, but just to cover their asses with the expenses that they currently have. Sure. Like, that's why you see all these GoFundMe pages. I don't know if you have, but there's a lot of GoFundMe pages for bars and restaurants right now in Milwaukee. Um, just people looking for support because if they don't pay their rent, they're gonna they're not gonna be there. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. And I and I'm lucky enough to be salaried, so it's less of an impact on me and more of an impact on stuff like that. So it's it's kind of hard to put yourself in those shoes without being in them. So oh, always happy sure. to be corrected. <laughs> yeah and this is where you know having a job like that is super nice <laughs> it's like for me it's like man i don't know it's cool because <laughs> a lot of cool like this is this is when you kind of separate those you know people that are entrepreneurs from actual entrepreneurs like this yeah. is chaos this is it's going to be and there's going to be a lot of people that don't make it out and you'll figure out who the fuck's going to be working right versus just like freaking out and falling back because of it like something that Kevin and I are talking to just people in general businesses is, yeah, this is a time that you might not be as profitable. You may, you may have to completely close down, but instead of freaking out and doing nothing about it, this is the time to brand. This is the time to revisit your, you know, whatever type of strategy it's business plan or marketing strategy. Like you're able to still brand during this time. You're still able to post on social media during this time, work on your website. Like those tasks that people are always pushing off just because they're too busy. Like what the hell is your excuse now? You know? Yeah, I was thinking about that um, as well as from like an individual's perspective, um, uh, not necessarily from a business, but like, like right now, like, yeah, I can still work out. I can still do 100 pushups. I can do sit ups. I can do, you know, burpees. I can do whatever in my apartment. It's, you know, whatever, move some shit around and do it. I don't need to go to the gym. I can do things that I have been procrastinating on. I can clean. I can do hobbies that I've put off for a long time, you know, stuff like that, because now you will have more free time and will be more uh, at your house like that. And I think sometimes it's hard, but like we need to look at the positive side of things and be like, Oh, I can finally get back to doing what I used to do when I would come home or whatever it is. Um, So yeah, that is a really good point. Yeah. It's kind of, it's funny to me. I'm I'm sure all the the introverts are 
I'm just loving this. <laughs> I know. It's as an extrovert, it's very difficult. Like even <laughs> it's just like I, I'm normally not like I don't know, jujitsu always scratched those because you're literally around twenty plus people and having conversations. So even in and then in not going into work. I'm like even when I wouldn't do that, I would just at least be around people at work. Now I'm just working at home. It's, it's tough. Like I don't know. I don't know how a lot of people are gonna do it. Yeah, man. It's this is like people ask me about working from home and you know some it's for some people it's for it's not for others like for me that's why I don't love it like I don't have that opportunity to talk with people even if it's just like in passing conversation my dog unfortunately does not talk back so you don't get that like that human to human interaction that extroverts like need it's uh it's interesting man my cat doesn't talk either I was looking to see where she was (laughs) she's probably not I know yeah it's uh, it's been it's been a crazy start to t- to 2020. Um, the decade's not great, so uh, I, I've been thinking about this. Here's a question for you: Why is it so much harder for us to stay in when we now are forced to? When all anybody ever wanted to was just sit at home and do nothing? Because well, I'm not like that, but it's because people are being told to. People just don't like being told what to do, in my opinion. Mm. That's what I, I like too. Yeah. Yeah, the government tells you to, and now all of a sudden there are certain people who want to sit at home and do nothing. Now they want to go out. It's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday, and um, I was like, the thing that sucks about all of this is like, I, as an extroverted person, spent a lot of my time out of my house. Don't get me wrong, I loved a good lazy Sunday and just do nothing because that was my kind of just recharge day and whatever else. That was 12 hours of being awake. Now, I have to work all day, five days a week, with the expectation of doing the exact same amount of work, but I don't have the outlet of being able to de-stress, whether it is, you know, doing hobbies that I enjoy outside of my house, or even going out and drinking at a bar and, like, having conversations with friends, which is what I really enjoy. So now it's like I have the worst of both worlds, and that is beyond the most frustrating thing, and I don't know what else to do. I'm, like, debating. I'm just taking two weeks off. I'm just calling it. I'm just wasting all my PTO right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's not a good thing to do start off the year. Well, I shouldn't say a good thing to do, but I wouldn't. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, my... I guess my just curiosity has just been wondering how long this, you know, isolation will last, how long the government actually will recommend it for, require it for, whatever you want to say. It's, I don't know. Like, I just don't know yet. It, I don't know. It's, it's only March and they're saying till July. That's a long fucking time. I don't know if that's like how long a quarantine will last, but that's how long a lot of sanctions will be out. Or at least right. like hospitalizations and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but like my question here is like are are restaurants gonna be closed this entire time? Like that's a long hey, time. You can go pick up. Chipotle is still open. That's that's true. That's gonna be a necessity because uh I don't I mean I need to eat out, man. What? I don't like cooking. What do you mean know. you don't like cooking? I don't I don't like cooking. Do you I, not know how I to do. cook? Is that the problem? I know how to cook. No, I'm actually an okay mm. cook. Um uh, but I just don't like I don't know. Like meal prepping is something I do, but then eat the same freaking thing over and over and over and that gets old. So you don't uh, I eat Go ahead. I eat out more than I probably should. Yeah, maybe this would be good for you then. Yeah, right. Hashtag that's what I said. summer twenty twenty, man. Get that <laughs> diet right. <laughs> well that's what I said is that this is gonna save me like I'm probably going to 
our business might take a little bit of a dip here, but personally, this is uh, this is going to be quite good for the, the bank account. I was thinking the same thing today, too, because I was like, oh, I spent a lot of my money out at bars and I will not be out at bars anymore. Uh, and like Ubers and eating out and stuff like that. It's like, if that's all that going to happen, like, fine, I could use a little stimulus package of just not spending my own money and just saving yeah. it. So I'm not mad about that. Um, but other than that, I guess COVID-19 is the biggest thing going on. No sports. I think we're on day five or day six without sports. Um, which, yeah, fine. Kevin Durant just tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Uh, so um, he's living yeah, it's Yeah, that's, that's going to be brutal too. I just, I don't know. I hope it comes back in time for the NBA to at least hit playoffs. My yeah. That's a that's, whole what do they do if it doesn't? That's up for the owners and the uh, NBA governance to decide. I don't know. It's going to ruin the Bucks' best season, best chance to win a championship since 1972, and they won it. So I don't know. That's brutal. Yeah, I mean, it's affecting people in a lot of different ways. Do you? So how do you feel personally about how there's been to a lot of players themselves that have had to step up and pay the salaries of, like, arena employees, for example? Like, there are some, like, for example, the Bulls organization has been actually the one to – well, not the one, but one of the ones to front the cash on their own. But you see a lot of these organizations that aren't doing that. Like, how do you feel about that? Uh, some are better off than others. I mean, you look at a lot of organizations with teams that have lesser uh, teams that just suck, I guess, without having a lack of a better term right now, um, that don't have a lot of the funds and are probably not making as much money. I understand that, you know, not a lot of money is relative to an hourly employee's salary, but you have to think about also, like, the corporations, they still have salaried employees they still need to pay that they will be doing it now without any income. So I think there's some of that. I don't know the finances of an NBA team as well as maybe I would like. <coughs> Bucks, actually, any NBA team. But, um, but uh, like, if you looked at it, like, Mark Cuban was the one who initially started up that conversation and really brought it to the forefront right after the decision was made. And I think it's good. I think the players should understand that, like, they do, they are supported by a huge staff. And I think a lot of them know it, especially the ones who are um, more relatable and personable people who are down to earth, such as Kevin Love and Giannis are two, two ones that come to mind of stepping up and, and putting up $100,000, which... It, again, relatively, maybe not even that much money to how much they could need to pay. Um, so I think I understand it, but I also, it shouldn't be on the organizations to have to make up. I, I don't think it should be on a, a, an organization to make up for the decisions that were made by outside forces. So um, again, then you can argue that if the government's going to make it, then the government should pay for it. So that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know. I don't have. Yeah. I, guess I don't have a great opinion. I haven't as much time as I've thought about it. I haven't made. It, I haven't formed a lot of opinions as things continue to change. So. Yeah. No, it's tough to sit in those shoes, or even attempt to sit in those shoes, I should say, and like realize the decisions that they're making, and even if they do have the cash flow to do it, some of them realistically may not. Maybe these owners do. A lot of them probably do, but who, who the hell knows? That's yeah. It's that. I think there you can look at it two ways, one of two ways. See, the one way you can look at it is fuck those people. I have I'm losing billions of dollars right now by not having NBA games and NBA playoffs, especially coming up. Um, or you can look at it this way, and while this may sound insensitive, I guarantee this is how an NBA owner would look at it. I'm going to do this now, take extra loss 
look better to the public eye who will then support me once the NBA is back up. So if you make a better karmic decision and you go, oh, I'm going to, and you come out and you act like you're saving it, nobody actually acts like the good guy. This is capitalism. There is a monetary reason behind it. And it's to look good. It's to have then the, the population then support you and go, oh, look at how good these people are, this business is. And then they will then go ahead and support it. So while it's a good thing to be done, maybe necessarily for the wrong reasons, I think Cuban had had a great response to it where he was like, the decision that they made, like he obviously made it very clear he had no say in it and, um, you know, wanted to do it probably for the right reasons, maybe, but um, mentioned it first. So those are kind of my thoughts on it, at least how I would think about it. Yeah. Well, it's cool to see that even during this time of shittiness, like there are people that are doing the right things, you know, they're stepping up. Giannis is one of them. You know, you mentioned Kevin Love's another. It's cool to see those types of people like literally just giving away their money, essentially, man, to like, like you said, the people that are support them, whether it be directly, indirectly, whatever that is. I got a lot of respect for that. Yeah. Can we talk about how dumb the term social distancing is? I'm like tired of hearing it. I don't even know what it means. How do you socially distance? Like, well, I have to like, is it a middle school dance now? We got to have rulers and you got to be like five feet away from everybody at all times. Yeah. Ha- arms length away. Like, I don't, it does like the term doesn't make sense. Just be like, don't go outside. Like, or is it just don't go in a crowded room? Is it stay five feet away from everybody? Like, I don't, the, the term is, it doesn't make sense. It also just sounds dumb. Maybe that's yeah, just I, my feeling. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, uh, I'm gonna look up a definition, definition of that one. Mm. Social distance. What does Webster's say it is? Webster's. I don't know if this is Webster's. The perceived or desired degree of remoteness between a member of one social group and the member of another. Yeah, I think that's when one party agrees to part from another party, which does make sense because you're going to socially distance two things from each other. Like the Democratic and the Republican Party are socially distant from each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. There's always a word for stuff like this. It's so dumb. Um go ahead no it's, i was just gonna say it's interesting for sure yeah probably better word to use than interesting um <laughs> you know, <I> mean. <laughs> uh so update i guess from the last time you and i just had a conversation on a podcast like this i have now signed a lease on a new apartment oh nice right. where uh river place lofts over in walker's point i so, feel like i've seen those river yeah i actually think i toured those i was gonna move over there Nice. I really liked it. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Washer dryer in unit. Ooh. When are you doing it? When's the uh, June 1st on my birthday. It's exciting. Yeah. I think I may have made a mistake, though. This shows, like, for how many times I've moved, I still never get some of the stuff right. I'm like, mm, I got to be out of this place by, like, 10 a.m. on the 31st, and my lease doesn't start until June 1. So I'm like shit my 24 hours off like should i have said i was gonna move in on the 31st or do i overlap a month or do i just like pack shit up and just crash somewhere for the night and then just move everything in the morning I, or i assume i'll be able to move in that day but it's like what if i had any off chance i couldn't like i don't know i gotta like yeah. i wish there, there's a, i wish there was a book for like here's everything you need to know about being an adult like that you just <laughs> you need to know you buy a car here's some things you should know or you're doing this like would be very helpful to have for reference. That's a great book idea, man. No, yeah. What you should do, um, if you haven't already, you should reach out to the place you're moving into. And if no one's living there already, a lot of the times they'll let you move in a day early. Yeah, the person's still living there I, when I toured it. I mean, yeah, I imagine by the time I'm ready to move in, there won't be anybody there since they like apparently repaint everything and clean it all. So 
I imagine it'll be fine because, you know, nice people aren't, they usually want my money. So they're going to want me in there. So, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, well, not luckily, kind of luckily. At my last place, we messed up like timeframes just like that too. Um, and luckily, the landlord that we had let us stay like an extra two weeks. Mm. Um, so it ended up being like legitimately perfect because we had like a day overlap then from here to the other place. But we almost screwed ourselves there, too. And we very stupidly, we never looked at the, our lease there. <laughs> and we thought we got out a month later than we did or a month earlier, one of the two. And it ended up almost shitting on us, too. So I'm in the same boat as you, man. I actually had that happen to me in Whitewater because I don't know if you remember, but those leases were just, they were not flexible, negotiable, nothing. Oh, yeah. like semester to semester or like the year to the year or whatever. And I had, um, from when my lease left to, or ended to when it did, it was like a week. So it was, it was probably similar to your two weeks kind of a thing. Um, but then I, I, and I was working in Fort Atkinson at the time, which is a city that's just outside of Whitewater. And I would have to have moved into my mom's place to McGuanagan, which is just not close. It's like a 45 minute drive to work and back. And I was like, I guess we can't freaking do that. Like that was going to kind of suck. And then I ended up living with my boss in Fort Atkinson at the place I worked at um, for two weeks because she had an extra bedroom. She was like, yeah, I have a giant house. Like my kids don't live here anymore, so you can just come stay. And I was like, oh, perfect. So that ended up working out as well. I think you find people like that or just do something. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, universe has a weird way of making these things work most of the time for us. Or it's just a great story. Like I lived in a, I lived in a U-Haul van for a week. <laughs> 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 you know, I think it goes one or two oh, ways yeah. with it. Either go find somebody really nice, or yeah, you you sleep in a van for a week. You just lock yourself in. <laughs> That's funny. You could set it up. You'd have everything. You'd have your entire bed in there. You know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. funny. Ah, some up, dude. I got so updates for me. My my race, so I was gonna be running that half marathon. Obviously, well, not obviously, That's but right. it was canceled. Um, that was supposed to be about a month from now, and apparently that's when things are gonna get bad. So they already canceled that. No refund. Dude, no it's refund. crazy. I reached out to them. Yeah, and they said that they have already like by this time they have already spent like ninety percent of all dollars that they were projecting to get. So they like overspend and they're already probably in the red a good amount. So I went, had a lot of long chain of emails with uh, good old Michael unsuccessfully, but I don't know, whatever. How was the training coming up? Were you going to crush I, it? It's going really well. No, I don't know about crush it, but I was going to gonna do okay. It's, I don't know. It's It was good to like train towards something. This Ever since I found out, I think I found out on Saturday or Friday. I uh, have since then, no. It's just... uh. I'm kind of like bummed, dude. Like I was like, oh man, I'm finally like I'm I'm doing my training right. I'm actually running. Um, I was being smart about it too, and I was like swimming a, a day a week, so then I'd stay off my knees. My gym's now closed, so I can't even swim. Which gym? Gonna, I'll start oh, Wisconsin Athletic Club. Yeah, they, they closed, closed it for the first time in their 44 years of being a business. They closed, and they're freezing like payments for. I think they said just like indefinitely they don't know when they're going to open them what why did i yeah. not get this email yeah oh wait uh uh yep there we go just got it it's in my it's always in my like other one yeah damn it that's, today. that's crazy like think about how much of a business loss that is for them every single member that they have they're losing that income for however long it's going to be like that's crazy yeah yeah i mean yes 
Yeah, man. Another exciting thing is I'm starting up uh, a new little side gig business. <coughs> so we're uh, creating an like, e-commerce store for CBD products, mm-hmm. mostly around like mental health type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like OCD, PTSD, like that kind of stuff, anxiety. Um, setting, yeah, you know, get working with a wholesaler or just, yeah, wholesaler to get the product, get my own type of product. Hopefully, if everything goes as planned, that should be launching April 1st. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. Everything seemed to go, it was, it, it did not go smoothly. I shouldn't say it went smoothly, but it's on track to happen. It's, it's a really, it's like a really unregulated, but also really regulated industry mm. because like the FDA doesn't know what the fuck to do yet because they move like super slow, apparently on all this type of stuff. But at the same time, like it is really regulated as far as like banks, because banks have you have to have a bank account for this stuff. You have to have merchant merchant processing to accept payments on here, and like no one will accept you for those types of things. Um, so like trying to get a bank account was tough. I had to reach out to like 15 different banks. Merchant processing was even worse. And the ones that did accept it, there's like an eight. At the time, there was like an eight week long wait list for the stuff. Mm. It's it's crazy. But you got it all squared away. Got it all squared away and. As long as I get my product on time, I'll be good to go. So what made you want to start doing this? Um, so I've been now, my goal in 2020, one of the goals was to run a half marathon. Another one was to start a new like business side gig type thing. Mm. Um, and I want to be able to utilize the what I do on a daily basis, you know, in the digital marketing space. I want to be able to utilize that for that business. And one of the biggest operating costs of e-commerce stores is actually getting my website set up actually doing it right and that's stuff that we do on a daily basis so once i found that type of thing that i actually wanted to do um it was pretty easy from there do you want to do it just as a proof of concept for your business that's it's a really good point um i have not thought about that no i (laughs) (laughs) glad i could be here for you yeah no for yeah for real but no it's (laughs) I don't know. It's just like I have, I've learned all these things. And as I talk to people, like people are paying companies like us, you know, a lot of money to do this exact same thing we're going to be doing. I can do it for free. And that's one of the biggest expenses on a, on a business like this. So why CBD? Um, one, it's so it's super popular. It's really trending. I believe in it as uh, a wellness supplement, just like as now and for the future. I think there's a lot of benefits that are going to be taken from it. I fucking hate the medical industry, man. I hate, any type of, like most, I mean, I get some of them are needed, but I hate prescription medicine. Um, I hate just, I mean, just like that whole industry, just don't like it. Is it like, as uh, as a more typical industry, I should say. But I don't know, I just want to be able to make a difference with the shit I'm doing too. Like anything I do, I want to be able to say that I'm doing it for the right reasons. And it'll be interesting. This is kind of a, like a side benefit along with it potentially, because I don't know if this will actually happen but you know marijuana eventually gets legal everywhere all 50 states being able to sell marijuana online medicinal marijuana online it'll be for recreational i should say online that'll be pretty interesting so i don't know i just think it's something in an industry that's rapidly growing and it's good to get into now before it's now rather than later yeah that makes sense that's fair i was just kind of curious i i uh, i always thought tv is kind of garbage like i not garbage, I should say. I thought it was just kind of a <laughs> placebo, let's say, right? Um, from, like, some of the aspects, right? Because it's all usually non, 
not visible or easy to tell because like they'll say, oh, it reduces swelling, it you know, relaxes you, a bunch of other stuff. And then I got like um, a fairly high dose CBD brownie from a store. And I think it was 250 milligrams just in the brownie. And they're like, I don't eat the whole thing. And I was like, ha, okay. And I ate like half of it. And I was like, holy fuck, I am tired. And I just couldn't keep my eyes open. I was passed out for whatever. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of good. So then I would just eat like a quarter before I was going to go to bed that week. And I was like, and that was actually when I was sick with the flu too. So it was even better. So I would take that. And then I would just take cough medicine and I'd be out like a light. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I think it's it's definitely real. I mean, some of all, like, not, I'm not going to say like, hey, all of it's great or it does everything it says it should. But hey, if you can't sleep and don't want to take cough medicine or you don't want to take some of the stuff that's really not good for you, go get some CBD. Like, who cares? Like, everybody's like, oh, it's weed. It's, it's the pot. And I'm like, does it really fucking matter anymore? Who cares <laughs> if it is or it isn't? Like, it's, it seems dumb. Yeah. Well, it's fucking legal, you know? Like, it's legal. It's not marijuana at all. Well, I shouldn't say at all, but it's not marijuana. I guess CBD can be made for marijuana, but, you know, everything that's legal in the U.S. right now is hemp-based. Yes. And it's, uh, I don't know, like you said, like, it is good. And it, you know what? Straight up, it's not going to work for everyone. But there are a lot of benefits that can help a lot of different aspects out. Um, and it's something that I truly believe in. I, I'm really into holistic medicine. Like, if you look at what I take every single morning for pills, it's pretty crazy. But, you know, like, I'm curious. So I read a book. Um I read a book Boy. that was talking about like the placebo effect yep. and they were pretty much saying that nearly all medication before like the seventies or eighties, like almost all of it was just like the placebo effect. Like mm -hmm. they had no fucking clue how to truly diagnose stuff or to say that, um, like exactly that this is going to help exactly what you have or that this is even going to have, like it's only in recent medication medicine that some of this stuff actually is proven to work so i mean and that's not all medicine that's not all i was just gonna say yeah it's, it's definitely like, not everything. tylenol has been around since the 60s or right earlier, and they knew what that right. is absolutely yeah so there's stuff like that but shit they used to give people cocaine back in the day mm -hmm. oh yeah it's it's just fucking cocaine nuts. So, it's, I, mean, I don't know it's just nuts so just like reading that it made me realize that you know, there's a lot of really shitty medicine out there and people that are capitalizing in it on a really wrong way, especially in the United States. Like we, that shit is way more expensive than it should be. And it's just unreasonable for most people. And if you're going to have, you know, if you have depression or anxiety and you can't afford that medication, like what realistic alternatives do you have? You know, like, are you going to actually find something that is good for you? And a lot of it has to do with having a good mindset about this stuff too. Um, but there is, there is alternative there are just alternatives out there for you rather than paying like $500 for a fucking bottle of pills a month. That's, that's nuts. That's fucking, in my opinion, it's robbery. Like I, I really do have a bad taste in my mouth with just those types of pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> Probably doesn't help that you don't have insurance too now. <laughs> Probably driving some of that hatred, huh? Um, no, yeah, I mean, good. Mm -hmm. No, no, it's not. It's, um, I uh, yeah actually all right so that hatred yes hatred yes I thought you said something else oh I hatred yeah no 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 you're right there um that's an interesting topic that I don't necessarily want to bro science it out of but I mean <laughs> capitalism at its finest it drives medicine to be made faster because there's a monetary incentive for it 
because a pharmaceutical company has the right to patent it for an X amount of years and charge whatever they want for it. So, um, yeah, take that is the reasoning behind it. Take it what you want for your opinions based on it. But that is a true fact. Um, that's the government, man. Yeah, dude. That's or that's health insurance. Or that's the health pharmaceutical. Yeah, that's everything, man. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and you know force my beliefs on anybody, but. Sometimes I think it's uh, it's very interesting, but coronavirus tests, hey, super expensive. So even if you got it, it's not it's not even worth it. Is it three yeah. grand or something? Are you serious? I have no idea, but I just kind of made that number up. But I think so. You, you got <laughs> Google up, Google it. Yeah, that'd, that'd be crazy, man. No, it's. I think with actually, I think without insurance, it is. Now you're gonna make me Google it. But again, I've seen a lot of fake news out there, so. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's uh. Of course, Google's taking forever now. So pretty much our reasoning behind it. That's, that's my little rant about the whole healthcare industry too. Without insurance. Kff.org. Da da I'll see an answer. It's just telling me how many people are uninsured. Good for you. Eric's in the, the statistics there. Not seeing a price. Well, expensive is the answer. Probably. But, I mean, whatever. Everything's expensive. So, I you pay doctors so much. All the work that they do costs money. People's time is money. Yeah. You know? So, I think it's interesting. But, let's see. Um, what else is going on in the world? Not much. Not, nothing else is going on in the world right now with this going on. <laughs> I know. Noxious. What are you watching on TV? What's, uh, what's on Eric's binge, uh, quarantine list right now? Nothing. You're shaking your head. Nothing. I've been reading a lot. I'm reading, oh, uh, all right, what's, on, so what's on the library shelf? This been, this year so far has been every book, but one has been, uh, has been fi- fictional books. And there's nice. been one that's been really funny because it's a book that I read in like eighth grade and it has a series behind it. So I read that, read that book and then just finished the rest of them on the fourth one right now. It's a book called City of Ember. I don't know if you had to read that in school or not. Mm-hmm. It's like a super easy read. It's, I don't know, man. Last year, all I read was like business related books, self-help books, whatever you want to call them. And it's been a lot easier to read when you like kind of, kind of like look forward to something. Like look forward to a reading and not saying like all business books are like that, but, um, but I also read that. And then I read, uh, the hunger games, which was pretty you interesting. Like I actually did the last one. I wish it would have ended a little bit differently, but I'm big into that kind of stuff, man. Harry Potter is the shit. Oh yeah, dude. I'm a sci-fi, I'm a sci-fi fantasy nerd. Not, I'm not a Harry Potter guy, but like, yeah, man. I'm all into yeah. that. So you're talking about first. Yeah, and it's cool to, I don't know, the one thing I love about reading, and I think I've brought this up before, like, I'm, I'm really nerdy about how people's brains work, and it's cool to be able to see how, like, an author's brain thinks or just someone else's brain thinks. Like, that's really why I like reading. You're able to step in someone else's shoes for a second. Hmm. Or 300 pages worth of it. It's, okay. uh, yeah, it is. What about you? What do you, what's your, what you reading? Not reading. What you watching? I'm reading. Well, I'm reading. I'm read. Hey, I read. I uh, slowly right now because it's just time, but I'll have more time as uh, the COVID nineteen epidemic, pandemic, pansexual um, this goes around, and um, that is I'm re- finishing the last book of the um, 
the Lightbringer series. Uh, Brent Weeks, shout out Brent Weeks. Um, great uh, trilogy, the Night Angel trilogy too, which is his um, first uh, big work. Uh, that was really good. This is finishing up to be uh, a wrap, starting to be a good book here. 30% in on my Kindle right now. Uh, it's an awesome series. I'm big into, it's not epic fantasy because it's only been four books. I think it was supposed to be a trilogy that turned into four. Um, but it has, I love a good book that puts some good action in it. Give me some good fights. Give me some, give me some Game of Thrones shit, if you will, um, if you're just into watching TV. And uh, I also love a good, like, if you're going to incorporate magic, it needs to be a good system that has a set of rules that make sense and that continuously follows those rules throughout the book. And that this has done that. It's really well illustrated. It makes sense. It also adds a great um, different aspect to a lot of the characters and how they're able to develop throughout the book. Um, so actually, I enjoy reading because I, too, at once at one time wanted to be a writer. Um, but I enjoy reading books, not to get into the author's mind, but just to see how they develop characters, the type of um, things that they will introduce, whether it's from the environment or the way in which they will have them act and the types of decisions that they will have them make, and then how that plays out from a plot perspective. So, you know, kind of reading some of that and following along and, and kind of keeping that in. And then um, the final thing I look for in a really good book is political drama, because it just it keeps like that like like it's just like like if you will it's like the fighting is like just it's the porn it's like yeah like that's awesome i want to watch that i want to see that i want to you want to see what happens i want to kind of enjoy that but then like the political drama like what keeps you coming next go how are they going to play this out who's going to play their hand first you know what how are they going to get out of this even if they will um so like those are the two types of things i really look for in fantasy because you have the ability to do whatever you want so i really enjoyed those um night angel trilogy is really good too that that uh is about I mean, an assassin so i checked that out too brent weeks is a great author um and then yeah i just started uh, from tv's perspective i just finished up the first few episodes of dave little dickie's new tv show um so that was pretty good i enjoyed that sorry which is what what is it dave his little dickie's tv show it's just about oh yeah. really yeah it's on Mm -hmm. it's, it's hilarious it's just about dave bird who is little dicky and his life and andrew santino is his roommate so that yeah it's 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 very dry humor like you you it's not a lot there's not a lot of laugh out loud spots but it's it's entertaining it's, it makes me laugh um some of it's all right like it's not great uh, i think it needs to get into its own rhythm but it's, i think it's good and then I just started Devs um, on Hulu as well. So that's another FX on Hulu show. It's uh, pretty weird. It's like a sci-fi, realistic, like uh, industrial espionage business or a comp like um, show. So I don't know. It's it's very weird. I'm three episodes in. They're an hour long, and uh, it's a lot to take in. It's very creepy. So. Um, I'd recommend checking it out if you if you'd like that. And then um, I was trying to think. I gotta like I think I'm gonna use this weekend. This is gonna be movie weekend. I gotta watch Uncut Gems. That's on Amazon. So Uncut Gems. I think I'm finally gonna be forced into watching Knives Out. My girlfriend's been wanting to see that for a while, and I've just been like not a big mystery movie guy. So I'm gonna get, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll get through Knives Out. Um, and I don't have anything else on my list, but those are the two that come to mind. Fair enough. You just yeah, sit and read. 
I'm sure I'll watch something or eventually watch some something that I've been trying to do. And I know I've brought this up before too, but I, I I've been trying to watch more like classic movies, like ones that people you'll say. Oh, that's right, because you you don't watch movies. No, I don't. I'm not good at sitting. Um, like for instance, I watched the Rockies uh, recently. That was cool. So like kind of movies like that where you'll say like, oh, I've never seen that. And people go, like, oh, no, no way. You know, kind of want to get more into. I'm not more into, but like watch some of those of this free time. Um, I just watched, I mean, I've seen this like a lot, but I watched Space Jam last night. That was pretty dope. Huge Is that fan. the first time you've seen it? No. Oh, I was going to say, you thought that was still good. I'm, I will never rewatch that movie. Oh, dude. Yeah, right. Michael Jordan, come on. I'm just sad that LeBron's getting one. That's the plot of that awesome. movie is terrible. Half of it Get is a commercial. Are you Dude, kidding no. me? Okay, fine. It. Like I'm not saying it's whatever. It's just it was a great movie when we were kids. <laughs> Maybe I'm still a kid. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering, their website, their OG website, is still up on the internet. Yeah, I found it all last night actually. Yeah, that's super funny. <laughs> Did you search it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how much Michael Jordan got paid for that movie. Because I, mm-hmm. I I'm kidding. Like it was. There's parts of it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what was Michael Jordan thinking? <laughs> like, I don't know. I it's it's different, just like watching a movie from that lot long ago. But if you or any listeners have any recommendations of must-haves that I must watch, please let me know. There you go. And where can they let you know? They can let me know on any social media platform. And Eric under dash has twenty two is the Instagram. So let me, yeah, yeah, it is. It is the one I don't use very often, but. Get notifications. Let me know, and I will watch them. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's what's going to be a lot. Like, just watch all of the media that was done. Um, recommendation for me, I did already see. That is, um, people should check out A Marriage Story uh, with Adam Driver and, why am I blanking on her name? Scarlett Johansson. Um, really good Netflix uh, movie. It was really well written really really well acted um you got to be in the mood for it though it's not a happy fun movie but it's it's really good um so that's a good one what else is there if you're really bored or you're indulging in um recreational fun maybe uh six underground terrible movie but good action it's got ryan reynolds in it you'll giggle you're not too into too invested in it um and video games i think video games won uh covid 19 2020 um all the nerds like us that play video games it's all the time they're winning that's a good point man that's that's one industry that's gonna be fucking booming for the next couple of months well i think it's funny that people are like pushing movie delays or like delaying their movie release i'm like why would you just release it online right now yeah oh i yeah yeah that is like because it's like paramount paramount owns like Fox. Well, Fox has an online streaming platform. Everything has a streaming platform now. So I'm like, you could put a paywall up in front of it if you really wanted to. I mean, you would probably reduce the amount of people that watch it. It's like, yeah. you could still do that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's really interesting. Because I bet you, I, they make so much fucking money off the first, like, week, however long it is. Mm-hmm. Like, movie theaters off that stuff. But you can do it online for just a little bit cheaper or whatever. And it kind of helps this whole thing out. Well, yeah, and imagine how many people, like, because that, that is, like, opening weekend, right? That's people that go to the movie theater. A lot of people just don't go to the movie theater now, and they're still making millions of dollars. But if you have everybody on self-quarantined or shut down everything, they're like, oh, Mulan live action, Disney. What if they just released it on Disney Plus? 
because they pushed that delay. Yeah. They delayed it. And I'm like, release it on Disney Plus. Throw, make it an extra five dollars pay per view, and boom, billions of dollars. Yeah. No, seriously. Man. Solve the world's problems right there. So it would. Something I've noticed during this this last like week of you know me being trying to be more self aware is uh how much I touch my fucking face. Oh, I touch it all the time. Yeah. Especially having a beard. I'm always going like uh, this. I didn't even I, stop. I, I don't care know. if I get sick, I get sick. Yeah. And I also realized how much well, I, I guess maybe I didn't realize, but right now I am constantly feeling like my hands are dirty. Like anytime I touch something, it's like, ah, fuck, I gotta go wash my hands. <laughs> like I just have this constant feeling of like my hands are just, I could see the germs. <laughs> uh, That's funny. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Continue to live your life. Just be, don't be an idiot. Um, don't flag post. Yeah, don't just post up in your bedroom for the foreseeable future, but just don't, don't go to bars. Go get your restaurant food if you need it, like Eric. Just pick it up and walk out. Wash your hands. We'll get through it. It's just going to suck. And then we won't get the Masters until Christmas. But That is sad. It is, it is what it is, man. I played my first round of golf this past weekend, too. I awesome. saw. That's still a – I feel like you could still do that one, probably. Nope, I'll close down. For real? Mm-hmm. That's sad. That's really sad. Have you well, ever been to that. Ives Groves before? Yep. They have this new hitting bay outside that's, well, I don't know how new it is anymore, but it's like a 20 or 30 person hitting bay that's heated. And it mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Have you been to that? I mean, I've been to the ones like that, yeah. There's one it's out in cool. uh, Franklin that's like that. Oh, really? There's heated driving ranges closer that aren't interesting, but if you want to drive to her seat. Yeah, I'm just there a lot. Hey, what's up with our live podcast? So I see that'll be delayed. Oh, yeah. That yeah, we were gonna have, you know, spoiler, we we're gonna have a live podcast. Um, kinda like we did before, but I'm assuming it's just gonna get outright canceled right now. It's something through Milwaukee, yeah. YP Week. Um yeah. there's no update on it as of this time, but it's like almost exactly a month from now, so it's very good chance that that'll be canceled. Yeah. April twenty third is the date. If it does not get canceled. Um, but I'm going to operate under the impression that it's going to be canceled. So, unfortunately, um, okay. I think it's a good podcast, quick hour on the COVID-19 crisis 2020. Um, just remember that, uh, it'll be a great story for your kids if you choose to have them or someone else's kids. Um, and it'll be funny. Uh, when we all remember back to when the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, golf, um, every single sport imaginable got canceled. Every bar had to shut down. And uh, the amount of things that we take for granted every day. So, um, you know, make sure you have toilet paper, apparently, and uh, wash your hands. So thanks for listening. You can find me um, on Twitter uh, at Jakubitz, at J-A-K-U-B-I-C-Z, Andrew Jakubitz, everywhere else on the internet. If you just Google it, you'll find me. I'm one of one, that's for sure. Um, at Eric underscore has 22, Eric has H-E-S-S, everywhere else. And that's E-R-I-C um, for all the different ways you can spell Eric. And then the podcast at Casual Millennials on Instagram, Casual Millennials Podcast on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, we've been taking, we will be doing more podcasts, We're trying to make it, uh, more of a priority as we go into 2020, however it pans out. So 
continue to listen, continue to spread the word, and be safe. Cheers, everybody.